The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond the Hello and welcome once again to IGN's weekly PlayStation show all about PlayStation games and news and other stuff and sometimes things completely unrelated to any of those things. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and today I am joined by two good pals, specifically two Nicks, uh, who I've, I've worked with for a very long time at IGN, Nick Lamone and Nick Maillet. Hello, welcome. Hey. Beyond, yeah. I've always wanted to say. Beyond. Yeah, you guys, no, yeah. you guys are both like longtime listeners of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've, longtime listener, you, first time caller. I've worked with you like like extensively, like doing behind the scenes at events, and we often wind up, uh, you know, staying late into the night and arguing about all sorts of very silly, strange things. And one thing that regularly comes up is Metal Gear. We're we're, we're all huge Metal Gear fans. We love Kojima and his eccentricities and and all that. Uh, and today we're going to do something a little bit special. Uh, there is a there's a feature that's been kind of a, a feature, as in like a, a gameplay feature on IGN called uh, Face Offs. Uh, it's basically uh, like a sort of you know in browser app type thing where it, like it it puts two things next to each other and makes people pick which is better and then it uses computers and math to decide a definitive you know list of what the best things are uh there was uh there was already one of these for metal gear bosses and uh we have like a definitive list as voted by like thousands and thousands of ig and readers uh but they've just done like a new version of face offs so there's like a fresh like a, a fresh updated it's i mean it's the same it's the same bosses but it's like a fresh take on on the face-offs thing so i figured uh you know in lieu of there being really much actual news to talk about we could just honestly go who would win in a fight <laughs> metal gear boss one or metal gear <laughs> boss two uh for anybody watching or listening who's not a metal gear fan this episode is not for you i'm just gonna get that out of the way right now <laughs> like we are gonna be kind of dorking out and talking about uh you know snipe, sniper wolves and, and cyborg ninjas and the like uh, and I'm sure it'll be a real phantom pain if you're not up to speed on these games. Uh, obviously, there'll be some spoiler territory, but um, if you want to play along at home, uh, just head to IGN.com slash faceoffs dash new slash face dash off dash best dash metal dash gear dash solid dash bosses. Just simple as that, right? I'll throw a link in the description. Blows off the tongue. Yeah, just Very completely easy. easy. And this is this is funny because there is already like the the final score for these. Like there's the the full list of like how everyone picked these. There's a whole like, I think we did like write-ups about the top 10. Uh, some of them you can kind of predict, but it's, uh, I think we're going to be looking at this on the basis of not just like, well, actually, no, what, what is, okay, what is, when, when you say best Metal Gear Solid boss, not specifically the one, but like, what are the, what, what's the criteria? Nick, Nick Lamone, let's, let's start with you. 
I think it's two things because Metal Gear Solid is kind of designed around being cinematic and very style uh, and substance. I would argue that it is one cool by definition, just something that is uh, like stylistic and cinematic, but also two mechanically fun and interesting and like uh, exciting to play. Nick Maia, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have said any better. I think uh, memorable as well. Like they're all pretty wacky and you kind of leave every boss fight going, well, that was weird. And I think that's kind of the criteria for a great Metal Gear boss is uh, kind of weird. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking about it and like Kojima is known for using gameplay mechanics to to tell the story. That's what kind of sets him apart from just, you know, like there's obviously heavy cinematic influence, which is sort of a, a static linear approach to storytelling. But then there's also completely weird, wacky kind of ludo mechanical Things that require you, the player, to do stuff. I mean, the 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 big go-to is Psycho Manus reading your memory card or making you switch controller ports. Like that, that it breaks the fourth wall or whatever the video game equivalent of a fourth wall is. Uh, so, you know, we want to weigh that kind of stuff. But also, I think the very the very simple sort of schoolyard logic of who would win in a fight. Uh, let's let's get this started. We've got a, a really a, a perfect little lineup right here. Uh, two beloved characters from, you know, iconically from the first game. Cyborg Ninja, a.k.a. Gray Fox, and then Sniper Wolf. You're that ninja, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a cornered so, fox wait. is more dangerous than a jackal, but is it more dangerous than a wolf? That's the real question here. Uh, Nick number one, Nick Lamone. <laughs> I mean, also, I'd like the record to state that I know that there are official winners via this power ranking, but this is, because this is beyond, this is weighed heavier in the actual final grading. So this is the definitive list that we are creating right now. So I think that between just off the bat, fulfilling all of these all at once is Cyborg Ninja. I think Cyborg Ninja destroys Sniper Wolf. As much as I like Sniper Wolf as a boss battle, nothing nothing really gets my gears going more than hurt me more, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of reasons that... I mean, I probably don't have time to get into right now, but that is by all definition just the coolest thing that is in Metal Gear Solid 1. It is an invisible ninja, he is a masochist, and he's strong enough to actually pick up a Metal Gear leg. So, and like, he used to be your best friend, but he's mad at you. And when Snake, when Solid Snake sh uh, gets a rocket launcher and aims it at him, Solid Snake goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. I love it. It's so good. Nick Maia? Yeah, so I was going to uh, argue against that a bit and say Sniper Wolf would win because oh, she oh. can shoot uh, Cyborg Ninja while he's kind of monologuing. But they both talk way too much, so <laughs> not really sure which but one so would uh Cyborg Ninja has the high-frequency blade, though. He can deflect that bullets and stuff. He does that yeah, in the talk... boss fight with Snake. <laughs> he's too busy talking, though. He'll forget. I love, I love <laughs> Cyber Wolf. Vote. I love that boss fight. I think it's, you know, the, the whole... the. A sniper fight is it's hard to get right because i feel like if you do it too much it just becomes like a one of those scope games you know mm -hmm. uh, it becomes it feels like a, it it either when there's distance between you and the boss it's sort of it's i don't know it feels less less like you know less intimidating uh but that said that is still like a really cool fight it does also have oh man going into like the sort of the weird mechanical side of things there's also the whole thing with her wolves where if you get them to piss on your little cardboard box they love yeah. you which is just, <laughs> oh, that's a whole wrinkle I didn't even thought about. Uh, but I got, I got to go with Cyborg Ninja here uh, just because he's such a, he's that intersection of like action movie tropes, but also anime stuff. You know, I, so much of Metal Gear Solid is like, 
yeah, it's, you know, it feels like 90s action movies, but then there's a cyborg ninja, which isn't a thing that shows up too much in, you know, in, in Western action movies. That feels like very much a, a sort of Japanese trope injected in this, uh, you know, Hollywood take on uh, tactical espionage action. It's just like one of my Japanese anime. But exactly. <laughs> it, additionally, though, like the thing that like I think in theory, the sniper wolf battle is super interesting. And if you kind of mind travel back to, you know, uh, the 90s when you first played Metal Gear Solid, I'm sure it's incredibly gripping. But I think between the two boss fights, I think sniper wolf holds up a, a little bit worse than than uh, Cyborg Ninja just by net by definition of like the the first person aiming mechanics that are available mm-hmm. when you actually have the sniper equipped on the PlayStation One controller, it doesn't feel particularly fun to control that sniper using just a D pad. So like, I think we will at some point get into a part where we actually have a sniper battle that is fun because we have an analog stick that we can work with. But I think because mm-hmm. of this, like the time, it, it ages a little bit worse than Cyborg Ninja to me. Yeah, and if you don't like bosses who monologue, there's another sniper fight who doesn't really say much at all. So we'll get to, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I feel like we got to go with Cyborg Ninja here. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Okay. Uh, moving on. Here we've got we've got the Sorrow from Metal Gear Solid Three, and then Eli from Metal Gear Solid Five. This feels like a which okay is the Sorrow the the guilt trip river one? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I get those dudes mixed up. I don't know why, but I like with animal names. I'm fine, and with you know when it's just like, <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, he's no raging raven, but I guess you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I love this the. Is... Go ahead. Oh no, th- this is a weird boss fight in general, like a weird boss fight of boss fights because they're both kind of weird experiences based on how you've played the game leading up to each boss fight whereas like the sorrow it can be the easiest thing in the world if you're playing metal gear solid 3 completely um you know without killing anybody where you really don't have to wander through all of the people you shot in the groin and see all the people <laughs> see all the people you've murdered along the way to fight the sorrow and then eli is very different too because there's a possibility where you don't even fight him. You can just take out all of his like henchmen by tranquilizing or, or killing them ahead of time. And then you can kind of just trank him by shooting him through a window and stuff like that. So there's a world where you never even see the cutscene where he and uh, Big Boss fight each other. So it's just very strange boss fights all around. Nick Maia, your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the sorrow takes this one. It's a bit more memorable. Eli was cool, but I don't know. I just I, I'm having a hard time remembering what I did against Eli uh, in Metal Gear Five. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so, right yeah, the there Sorrow. with you. I remember liking Eli it, as as like a as a element. You know, you got the whole Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he's it's it's liquid. You know, like obviously. Uh, yeah. But there is that. Yeah, it's like it it isn't quite as it isn't quite as distilled an experience. The Sorrow is like such an iconic like Kojima moment. And also a river full of ghosts is more threatening than a child. So I'm just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'm going to go with the Sorrow there. And it's such a wonderful snapshot of just like, again, gameplay as storytelling. All of the actions you chose leading up to this boss fight are coming back to bite you in the ass. And there's like incredible things that you are able to witness as a result, whether it be, again, people grabbing their groin in pain or people who's like grabbing their necks. There's like helicopter pilots and stuff, people who are on fire. There's so many memorable scenes that can only happen as a result of your direct actions as a player. 
isn't um isn't this sort of like a weird play on what Miyamoto said should happen in Goldeneye, where like after the credits you have to apologize to everybody that you shot or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kojima's like, hold my beer. Here's here's a river <laughs> full of ghosts. All right, here's our next showdown. This one is um oh man, it's this is this is not this is not okay. The Shagahad from Metal Gear Solid Three or Vulcan Raven from Metal Gear Solid One. I, mm. ooh, this this one's tough. I think the Shagahad is kind of a ra- on rail shooter that's super cinematic and like interesting from a visual perspective. Because I mean, there's nothing cooler than riding on a motorcycle and just like holding a rocket launcher and shooting at a giant driving tank like this. But Vulcan Raven, th- this is when you're in the freezer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I forget what was the gimmick in the Vulcan Raven fight. Is there any particular gimmick other than just shoot him? Uh, I think you could Wasn't take him. It was easy if you did like the Nikita. That's right. It yeah. was sort of. It That's was sort right. of. Pa- it was sort of Pac-Man-ish, you know. Like he's in this this big refrigerated. I guess it was just it's just cold because it's Alaska. But he's you know he's in this big storage room and he's got his mini gun. Uh, and this is the second. This I mean we're talking about the second time you fight him. Like the the, the tank doesn't count. The tank is a tank. It's fine, but you know. Mm. I mean, I think if we're looking at this from just a purely playground rules, who would win in a fight? I think I have to give it to the Shagahod. I think that the Shagahod, with it is, it is a drivable nuclear de- cap- nuclear device launching uh, giant mech. Mm-hmm. I think it would destroy Vulcan Raven. If Vulcan Raven was in his tank form, maybe that'd be a different you mean his story. Tank form? He's just but... in a tank. He's not. He doesn't turn yeah. into a tank. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. You could throw. Yeah. He, that's tank form, right? If I had a tank, you'd be like, oh, Nixon tank form. When you drive home, uh, you get into car form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm what if uh, Shagahod, just purely cinematic. Now, what if Vulcan Raven was on a bike? I can't would picture you win that fight. I think the bike would break. Hmm? I mean, I guess, bike. okay, you, you do raise an interesting point because if Solid Snake had Vulcan Raven's minigun, then I guess that's the same boat. So if we just replace, I'm sorry, that's not Solid Snake. Please forgive me. That's Big Boss. Ah. If we it's replace, also not a boat at all. Know, it's a motorcycle. <laughs> if we replace Big Boss with Vulcan Raven, I still think Big uh, Vulcan Raven would win in this fight. So I take it back. Vulcan Raven wins. I think if you put Vulcan Raven in a motorcycle sidecar, the motorcycle will flip over and explode. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Shagahod here because it's it's a metal it's a Metal Gear, and I I feel like there's I always kind of weigh heavily in terms of like oh this is this is the well not the not the big boss because that's there's that's a whole other conversation but like the metal the tit- titular robot titular gear it's so, in the name yeah okay all right yeah. Shagahod. Shagahod, but yeah. also my least favorite metal, it. not a Metal Gear technically, but probably my least favorite one out of all of them. Yeah, I'm also, I'm going to uh, note that I don't think any of the Peace Walker bosses are on here, which I'm sort of okay with because, yeah, they're all kind of bullet That's sponges. Fine. They're not really super memorable, you know, mm-hmm. like there's... They're meant for co-op play, not yeah. really single player. There's also nothing from like Metal Gear, like not, there's the portable ops or acid or anything like that, or like the original, though I wish Dirty Duck was in here from Metal, Metal Gear 1. <laughs> It's just like a what's, I don't the, know. what's the portable ops cold guy's name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, now, I'm, now I'm getting chill, us off uh, chill, chill penguin, I think. Um, all right. Now here we got to go. And this is oh, this is good. So Vamp Ooh. in Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, voiced by Phil Lamar of Mad TV and Samurai Jack fame, uh, and then Liquid Ocelot. 
from MGS4? This is a tough one. Hmm. I love uh, the... Oh, you go, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I think... I mean, I guess it's not fair. I like Vamp a lot more in Metal Gear 4 than 2. Uh, the first time you see him in 2, I remember as a kid playing that going, oh my god, this is wild. <laughs> uh, but Liquid also, I mean, it's just throughout the entire story, you know, he's there. Um, so, I mean, I guess I would give it to him by default just because it is more emotional. And that last fight, just two old guys punching each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah. That that you, you said you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, mm-hmm. I, say what you will about Metal Gear Solid 4. I do think that that final boss fight with Liquid Ocelot is pure fan service in the best possible way for rewarding people who've played every single game. Just having each game's like iconic theme play as the life meters show up on screen. It's just it is it is chef's kiss so mm-hmm. good that said i also you are fighting on top of what is it on a metal gear i forget or is it on top of the mount rushmore of bo- of bosses <laughs> regardless very cool location but vamp i do want to put a little bit of respect on vamp's name because i do think the arena that he's in is so sick i remember when i was playing it like as a kid just like oh my gosh is this dude a vampire like this is nuts and if i fall in the water it's like hyper oxygenated water so that you just fall all straight through the water and drown forever like that is such a cool setup for a an iconic boss fight and it feels like vamp can also can he like shadow jutsu paralyze raiden by like stabbing his shadow or something like that there, there's some cool stuff that vamp can like paralyze raiden uh during that boss he fight, does he does bad cool. doesn't he get just like straight up shot in the head and he's just like fine yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. how am I supposed to beat this yeah. guy? <laughs> you just beat his ass. You just got to fight him. And does he like jumps in the water and does like cannonballs and stuff and comes out at you. It's like, what are you doing in there, man? He's, he's such so a good. he's such a goofy dude. Like, I love. <laughs> yeah, so I don't theatrical. also like I love that this is this is such like a the, the <laughs> pinnacle Kojima where it's like you get like a whole TED talk about how heavy water works and how it's a real thing. <laughs> and then you fight a vampire. Doesn't make any to sense. To this day, I'm like, dude, is this water too heavy for me to enter? I don't want to get Metal Gear Solid 2 to death yeah. in real life. All right, so we're going with Liquid Ocelot, not Liquid Vampire? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. He, he is the mastermind. He is a true thing, gun of so. the Patriot. Ooh! Oh! Oh, man. Oh. Okay, so next up, we've got Metal this Gear Rex stuff. from MGS1, and then we've got the big Ray versus Rex, Ray, Ray versus Rex showdown from MGS4, which is like, Oh, another pure fan service moment mm-hmm. that I love. Rex kicks so, so like, much ass, though. He's such it's such a cool robot. It's, it it's looks... such a I think it's a cooler looking robot. Personally, I think Rex looks way cooler than Ray. You know what? Something you can't That's... unsee. It looks like a dog taking a shit. <laughs> like those those like <laughs> crouching legs. It totally looks like I have a, my Pomeranian dog looks like that when he goes to the bathroom. Um, he doesn't have a yeah, rail gun on him, though. Ah, uh, in terms Not of like, I gotta go with Rex on this one just because it's like you can't. The, yeah, the second one is almost it's not it doesn't have any significance without Rex, you know. I, I know that this is in particular the Ray versus Rex box boss fight, so but I think we can kind of extrapolate this to a Rex versus Ray, and I think like pure power scaling. If we're going here, 
in Metal Gear Solid 2, as Raiden, you defeat like 40 Metal Gear Rays just by yourself. So I feel like uh, Solid Snake could barely handle one Metal Gear. So I feel like Metal Gear Rex is purely like way more powerful than Ray. Yeah, that's and actually, I agree. That's a weird uh, point. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Just, just a, just a better design overall as well. Like you just want to be that about it. It's, it's. I don't know. It's more iconic. When I think Metal Gear, I think of this guy right here on screen, Rex. Yeah, so. fair enough. All right, so Rex, it is. Ray does evoke that Zone of the Enders Kojima style, though, or like Yoji Shinkawa mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. which I I appreciate. It's definitely way more anime. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm. I like the this feels like a real thing. Metal Gear Rex feels like a ta- like an actual thing that could potentially exist in real life. Yep. Whereas Ray feels a little more anime. It's a real robot versus a super robot basically. It's all, I don't know, it's also kind of funny that they did they made Metal Gear Ray to kill Metal Gear Rexes. So it's like the, the the Metal Gear killer and then it's like four of them got beat up by Raiden, which is like okay, okay all right. It's just like the it's just like the original Metal Gear Solid where Liquid Ocelot was like you have the superior yeah. genes and it yeah. turns out it's not. So maybe it's maybe it's Kojima. It's like poetry. Yeah. It rhymes. There it is. <laughs> uh all right, so next up we got uh Screaming Mantis from MGS4 and Man on Fire from MGS5. So this is, I feel like this is sort of two, uh, kind of two cover bands, really. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I think Metal Gear Solid 4, apart from what we've just discussed, I think has the worst bosses out of all the Metal Gears. I think that they look cool. Like just when, when all of the Beauty and the Beast units are in their like mecha form, I think they look sick. But there's something of like, there's nothing mechanically interesting about any of the fights. And I, I know Screaming Mantis, I believe this is the one that uh, she uses the, like, strings to control Meryl and the rest of her squad. Um, and you have to, like, avoid shooting Meryl and whatnot. So, like, kind of meh. But Man on Fire, just by sheer, the, the sheer nature of the opening of Phantom Pain, that, like, opening prologue when you're in the hospital was some of the coolest, scariest thing I've seen in a Metal Gear game or just any game, period. And I think Man on Fire contributes to that, where it's, like, is this a supernatural horror game? Mm-hmm. And I think Man on Fire does a good job of like kind of juggling real life horror with like supernatural nonsense. It's I, I think uh, not even a competition. Man on Fire, hands down. Yeah, I, I think uh, whenever I go back and watch Metal Gear kind of cutscenes, that that Man on Fire um, stuff usually ends up pretty high in the rotation. It's just so cool, and yeah, and I, I think. Uh, was he shown in the original Phantom Pain teaser before it was Metal Gear Solid Five? If I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, what is this horror thing happening right now? Um, and I like that that kind of stays a little kind of unexplained throughout the game, and it's it's just it's really cool. It, it yeah. Was also yeah, it, isn't he looks so rad. He's basically like vo- f- flaming Vulgan kind of like he's got the mm-hmm. sort of spacesuit under there. Can't you? I think you can also spray him with the water pistol and it hurts him. Yeah, you like during the actual boss fight with him in Phantom Pain, you have to like collapse uh, water towers onto him to extinguish him. So like again, pretty pretty interesting mechanically. Like I like the logistics of how do I combat a human that is on fire, and how do I kill them that they are the pure embodiment of hatred. I like, also I love that rules. I always say that there's like there's the Pokemon they invent at four thirty on a Friday, like Voltorb. <laughs> it's just a Pokeball with eyes or whatever. Or like a pile of goo or whatever. 
I feel like in terms of naming Metal Gear bosses, Man on Fire is definitely like a 4:30 on a Friday boss name. <laughs> uh, but still, mm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Man on Fire. Great, great boss fight. Great uh, Denzel Washington movie, which is also basically <laughs> basically Max Payne three. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh! This is tough. Next up, we've got uh, the president oh, uh, with tentacles, solid as snake from MGS two, <laughs> and then uh, Fat Man from Metal Gear Solid two. The uh, the dude in a bomb suit with we were talking about this before we recorded, and we start like we started to get a debate, and I was like, "No, no, save it for the show." Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> what's he drinking? Okay, I I thought I I believe I said originally it's grape juice. <laughs> I think he's drinking red wine with a straw. Like that is, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's. I you said like a cocktail or like a, a mai tai or something, which is like oh, that would yeah, be mai tai, mai tai. That would be that would be less weird. Like just drinking red wine with a straw. I mean, I get that he's got the whole like bomb diffusal suit on, so which makes it tricky. But, uh, yeah, this is I oh never, god, I love. Two. I never once considered the fact that he was wearing a a, a bomb disposal suit and, and <laughs> that is covering his mouth when it comes to drinking his glass. I just assume by his sheer personality, he drank with the straw because he thought it was cute. But you're absolutely right. It is because he has a hard time accessing the glass. So. Hats off to you. I'd also like to point out that Fat Man is the first boss when Max approached us. He goes, oh, we, we're going we're gonna to rank Metal Gear bosses. And then the first thing we thought of was like, okay, Fat Man clearly beats everything. <laughs> He's so good. He's got rollerblades so so and wine. What, what is and he hides bombs all over the place. He's so fast <laughs> at planting bombs. So good. He's the most Kojima <laughs> boss by far. Just rollerblading, drinking wine, really stupid, impractical outfit to be drinking wine or high C or whatever he's drinking. But what if the president had tentacles and an eye patch? <sighs> Man. Are you I mean, it, it is pretty good. Like the end of Metal Gear Solid 1 where it's like, you know, the post credits. Uh, yes, Mr. President. And you're like, oh, dude, the president of the United States is in on the conspiracy. And then you fight him. And also... He's just uh, your long, like another long lost brother. Like I, I love that he is also a part of a gigantic spoilers for Metal Gear here, but he is also a part of Les Enfants Terribles. Uh, I, I just think that's such a, a cool notion, and I love the idea of you fighting another uh, uh, snake clone. That's also like uh, a that's like a, this is a sick boss fight because you wind up with a sword fight. Like I don't know, it's just yeah, it, yeah. Sword versus sword, mm. like again, the high frequency blade has always been the coolest weapon in any Metal Gear Solid game, and the fact that the last act of Metal Gear Solid Two is devoted to using it, and you fight the President of the United States, <laughs> that speaks a lot. That, that speaks that, so, that speaks volumes, I should say. So it comes down to fighting the President with a sword, who is like a tentacle man, or fighting a big guy who's sipping on wine while on roller skates. With bombs. Hey, hey, man! They're roll. They're inlines. I don't know wins. They're roller no. blades. It's aggressive inline. It's more cooler. Roller blade or high frequency <laughs> blade? Which do you pick? This is mm. like this is like the two things I love about Kojima, like the quirkiness and just the shotgun blast of style. Like it's the it's honestly this is a really tough one. Uh, I gotta go with I gotta go with Fat Man though. I, yeah. I think Fat Man is is my choice to eat. Perfect translate, per, perfect adaptation of an NES boss turned into a PS2 boss. I love it. I think Fat right. Man skates to the win on that one. There it is. There's a winner. Ooh, ooh. Okay. 
next we got Psycho Mantis from the first Metal Gear Solid, and then The Pain from Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, House of a Thousand Bees. <laughs> I mean, Psycho I mean, Mantis. Not even a, not even yeah. a competition. Yeah, Psycho yeah. Mantis, hands down. I will have to say, as a kid, though, I remember, because I think it took me like a month to beat Metal Gear 2, and for some reason, the pain stuck with me, because I just thought, what, what are you doing with all those bees? And it, it would just bother me all day at school. So, yeah, bees? Psycho Mantis. He does also explode when you kill him, which is pretty cool. <laughs> From all the bee stings. Ooh, okay. Next up, we've got uh, the Fury for Metal Gear Solid 3, which is a cosmonaut with a jetpack and a flamethrower, and then Fortune from Metal Gear Solid 2, who's basically Domino from X-Force with a railgun. This is a tough one. I know this might be a controversial take. I actually think that the Fury is probably my least favorite boss fight in Metal Gear Solid 3. I like his, I like his intro, don't get me wrong, the ground control to Major Tom, that's great. I love the concept, I love his design, but actually fighting him is not fun. Whereas Fortune, when I, again, back to, you know, little kid Nick playing Metal Gear Solid 2, when I saw Fortune, it was like, all the bullets curve around her, she can't get shot, how am I supposed to beat her? And she has a railgun, she destroys a giant, like, strut on, on the tanker, like, it's so cool. I, I And she just, she has that Yoji Shinkawa style that is very minimalist in design, but then she has a giant railgun to kind of, like, have, add that, like, stylistic flourish. So cool. So I, for this one, I'm going to give it to Fortune just mm. by how cool she is. Nick Maia? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the Fury, as cool as he looks, is kind of kind of forgettable, kind of generic, whatever. But Fortune's like really stuck with me. Uh, I also mm -hmm. had that same moment where I was like, how am I supposed to beat her? I can't shoot her. You know, also like really uh, just kill her like like music stabs when she shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I gotta go with Fortune on this one. It's also, I feel like, which which is just real quick. What's your what's your favorite Metal Gear, Nick? Number one. Uh, my uh, favorite Metal Gear. Oh wait, oh no, who's who's oh, Nick no. number one? Nick, Nick now this is the boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite Metal Gear Solid is three for sure. Snake okay, okay. My A. Uh, probably two. I, okay. I think that one stuck with me the most. Okay, so we've got a we've got a. a a three fan and a two fan, and we're still voting for the two boss. I think that's fair. That's so fortune. Fortune favors the fortune, I guess. <laughs> okay, next up we've got. Oh, this is not a tough one. Uh, we've got Crying Wolf from Metal Gear Solid Four, and then we've got Liquid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. That's what we can just. I think we just do that. Just, yeah, you know. Liquid Snake. Mm -hmm. I do think Crying Wolf is the best boss fight in the Beauty and the Beast uh, team. But yeah, Liquid Snake, fight, two dudes fighting shirtless on top of a giant dilapidated tank. That rules. <laughs> that is really just like, it just, it, it makes me think of some something you'd see at like the skate park where just <laughs> dudes just take their shirts <laughs> off to fight. Uh, okay, next up we've got Vamp from Metal Gear Solid 4 and then the Parasite unit, the Skulls from MGS5. Not a competition, Vamp yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Vamp for sure. Uh, I also love this photo of the vamp here that was chosen where he's on a cell phone. Very cool. Yeah, he's on yeah. a flip. A flip. He's phone. just got a flip phone. Yeah. Of all of the crazy high tech stuff in MGS4, like you have an iPod in that game, and then a robot who's your little baby <laughs> robot who's your friend that you can use to like you know Skype call 
Otacon, but like this dude's got like a <laughs> just not even a razor. It's just like a regular ass flip phone. <laughs> All right, yeah, Vamp, fair enough. How's the co- how's the T-Mobile coverage up at Shadow Moses, dude? What's going on there? <laughs> uh, ooh, okay, not not again, not a really not a really tough call here. Uh, we talked about this earlier. The Metal Gear Rays, the um the bargain bin pile of uh, Metal Gear killers from MGS two, or the end from Metal Gear Solid three. Uh, the that is that is the good sniper fight. That is the good, the really the really good one. Uh, it's pure gameplay at its finest. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pure mm-hmm. gameplay at its finest. It is it is the games like, hey, have you been paying attention when you actually want to play the boss fight like for real, like mano y mano? It is the game really just like cementing home like, did you pay attention to how to play this game? You need to use every single ounce of like skill at your disposal to pull this off. And if that's too much for you, I just love that there's also two other ways you can kill the end. You can either shoot him just after a cutscene and basically snipe him and take the coward's path out. Or you can, again, iconically just fast forward your PlayStation 2 clock a a week or is it two weeks? And then he dies of old age. It's so good. The only boss I'm aware of that you can just you can kill with time. You, yeah, I think it's the... Think there, it, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go. I, I was just going to say it is... Oh, <laughs> Nick, oh my Nick gosh. Nick go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say that the end is the pinnacle of like Kojima's uh, thinking outside the box gameplay-wise, just because you can beat this guy so many different ways, and the actual way you should do it is the most fun, but I, I do like that there's all these different approaches, and it's it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. But I think if it was a, a down to actually a fight, I feel like f- uh, a bunch of giant robots with lasers on them would probably kill this old man who's in a bush. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to find him. <laughs> He's got photosynthesis. Fair, fair enough. Speaking of photosynthesis, <laughs> uh, up next is our showdown of Quiet, another sniper fight from MGS5, and then Revolver Ocelot, who's uh, considerably less oh. quiet because he likes to talk your ear off and... Uh, little chatty Kathy over there but this is this is ocelot from the from mgs1 his uh you know when he's who is it it's is it the darpa chief yeah he's got the darpa chief no is it the darpa no it's the uh, the no it's not the darpa chief because he's in a prison cell it's some other dude who's strapped up with c4 and he has like uh, there's a bunch of like cables and stuff Again, great, great boss fight arena. Just because if you walk into the center of the arena, you just blow everything up and lose. Um, I think that this boss fight is a cooler concept. And I might be ashamed of my words and my deeds, but I do think Quiet is a better boss fight in Phantom Pain. Because it it is very similar in, to the end where you are making full use of your entire skill set to try and one track out track down Quiet in the ruins. And also, um, there's so many ways you can handle the boss fight. Like, again, if you are lacking the skills, you can just drop a supply crate on her over and over and win. <laughs> uh, but just the fact that the game incent- allows you to do stuff like that, I think, speaks volumes. And I feel like if these two fought like in canon, uh, one of them <laughs> shot a jet from a helicopter and killed a guy. <laughs> and then the other one's just a really good uh, shooter. So I-, I think the quiet... Yeah, quiet takes it. Quiet, quiet wins. Which is, you know, I yeah. I love Ocelot with all due respect. But yeah, no, quiet is in terms of just just like a cool. It's a it's a cooler boss fight, and you can you can uh, kill her by ordering stuff on Amazon, and it shows up on her head or whatever. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, up next we got Volgan in Metal Gear Solid 3, and then Laughing Octopus in MGS4. <sighs> I again not not a competition. I think Volgan mm-hmm. is like the big bad mm-hmm. of Metal Gear Solid 3. He's such a jerk throughout the entire game. So when you actually get to fight him, it's very cathartic. Whereas Laughing Octopus, you know, I love I love her design, but I, I don't know. There's there's something about the Beauty and the Beast ones that just kind of forgettable to me. Also, too creepy from a co- the, the, after the fact. It was just like too horn dog for Kojima, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Volgan yeah, too. Volgan I mean, he's, he's he's Ivan Drago with uh, you know electromagnetic powers or whatever. Uh, Laughing Octopus, though, I think of the Beauty and the Beast is like maybe my favorite because it's just like hide and seek, which is kind of what stealth games are to a certain degree. But usually not. You're not usually you're hiding. You know. I like the arena you fight her in. It's very fun. Okay, which do you like better, the Hind D, an actual helicopter that exists in real life, <laughs> or Raging Raven, which is a beautiful woman that has cybernetic wings and flies around shooting uh, uh, grenades at you with a uh, grenade launcher? I uh, that is the most uh, Kojima description uh, of a lady flying around with wings. <laughs> Probably go with Raging Raven here. The other one's just a helicopter. Yeah, that's so, exactly it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I'm gonna be contrarian. I want to go Hind D because I think that boss fight is way more fun and way more interesting as you run across the rooftops and stuff like that. I love that. the The description, Max. I feel like Max, you 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 weighed it heavily with the description. The things you described are very cool. The boss fight, though, kind of <laughs> the Hind D is a cool. It's a it cool helicopter. D, I like the Hind D as well. It's a fine. It's a fine uh, flying machine, but. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I gotta. I I think I gotta go. Ah. That's fair. No, no, no. It's it's one versus two here, and I think I. Okay. I'm all for democracy yeah. here. All right. So yeah, like Raging Raven there. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid Three when he's still learning how to do fun tricks with his little revolver, and then the Fear who hides in trees and then what like throws knives at you. I think. That's that's his and you stick. can kill him with food poisoning. That's right. That's the fun part there. You really can just kill uh, snake eater bosses in like the stupidest ways. I really, I really love that. That's game. why it's so good. Um, uh, for this uh, one, I, mean, I gotta uh, give it to Ocelot. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go Ocelot on this one. Just yeah, like he he won me over with his oh his little cat growl at the beginning of the boss fight it's so fun and just like when he spins his revolvers because this is the part where also the pain shows up for the first time so a bunch of bees show up and he starts spinning his revolvers around and like killing all the hordes of bees just by spinning his revolvers he's got again a quintessential rubber bullets he can bounce bullets around uh and also like just He's, I love just like his young guy attitude who's like he thinks he's a, a badass, but he's actually just a child. He He's so much fun in Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, he's got the uh, tactical advantage here for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, and he's I don't know. It, it's just funny that it's like here's like a Soviet officer, but he's a sexy anime Soviet officer who does like <laughs> funny, funny gun tricks and stuff. Yeah, I go with Ocelot here. I love Ocelot. Uh, such a good character. Here's a okay. This is a, this is kind of a no brainer, but again, it's a the boss from MGS three or Sahelanthropus from Metal Gear Solid five, which is I think we know who would win in a fight of like if they were to actually fight <laughs> each other, but mm-hmm. 
then again i don't know the boss is uh the boss is pretty 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 badass and uh for what it's worth she was she was the number one winner when people voted on this before which i'm yeah i'm inclined to agree with that i guess yeah the boss is like most most impactful Mm-hmm. yeah it, it is again yeah. it is the final skill check of hey did you pay attention to the game uh the boss is like it's such a good not only cinematically but just like mechanically such a fun and interesting fight um but before we click on the boss i just like to point out such a strange shot we have of sahelanthropus yeah for those of you <laughs> listening at home this is uh if the Sahelanthropus was going to send nudes to Metal Gear Ray, this is probably <laughs> the, the shot it would do. Yep. Uh, I, I was... showed you my missile launcher. <sighs> Please respond. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm my, my big hang up with, uh, I guess with the fact that when Metal Gear does prequels is like, and again, it's all, none of it's real. It's all made up. It's all extremely over the top. <laughs> it is not realistic, but it's sprinkled with enough like real stuff in there that part of my brain is like, this needs to make sense. And Solanthropus is so much more of like, it's so much more of like a super robot. And then it's like, how was, how was Rex like an improved version of this? You know, <laughs> this is just a Gundam in the Metal Gear universe. Like straight up. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I love, uh, that I fight love is design of Solanthropus. That fight is also pretty sick because in all honesty, like how, if you had to fight a giant robot, would you run around on the ground or would you get in a tank and shoot missiles at it? Because yeah, it definitely feels like yeah. the most realistic Metal Gear fight to some extent, where you're just like, "How do I take down a kaiju?" Mm-hmm. And that, I think Phantom Pay does a good job of selling that scale a lot more than previous games. Yeah, that said, it's the the boss. We gotta go with the boss. The here. boss, hands yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> now we're doing some more. We're doing. We're coming back for full circle. We got some other other characters showing up, entering the fight here. We've got Olga from Metal Gear Solid Two, also from Metal Gear Solid Two demo disc, uh, who had some of the most realistic armpit hair in the history of video games at the time of that game's release, uh, or the Cyborg Ninja, who we've already talked about a bit. I love Olga. I love her design. I think she's she's really cool. Mm-hmm. I have very fond memories of playing that demo disc until it, you know, caught fire basically, but. She's not really, it's not kind of an unexceptional boss fight, you know? Yeah, like, I I like being able to shoot the tarp. Like, I think it was a good showcase of, like, I think over Cyborg Ninja, I think that Olga's a good showcase of, like, you're playing on the PlayStation 2 now. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, all the rain and wind effects, you shoot the tarp to, like, blind her a little bit, and I think it's a fun zag on the original revolver ocelot boss fight it feels very similar to me but like in just pure like how cool and how like who would actually win in a fight i'd gotta give it to cyborg ninja even though she was kind of the cyborg ninja oh that's a good point yeah that's oh (laughs) that's oh yes oh god you're right this is cyborg ninja versus cyborg ninja (laughs) maybe maybe i'm talking out my ass here but you can't i I want to give it to the original can we skip I don't know if we Frank skip. Jaeger. I give it to Frank Jaeger. There you go. That's my Cyborg okay. Ninja. Yeah, I go with I go with Cyborg Ninja too. Yeah, Olga's a really like that boss fight is a really cool tech demo. Uh, Nick Maie. Yeah, she was a cool way to kick off the game, but Cyborg Ninja. I mean, yeah, still think about him. So yeah, I think about him a lot. I have like a little framed picture. Next <laughs> <to my bonus. laughs> okay, so now we got Sniper Wolf from MGS One or Eli from Metal Gear Solid Five. I think this is our part. To vote for Sniper Wolf, yeah, yeah, Sniper yeah. Wolf deserves it here. Yeah, love can yep. love can bloom on the battlefield. 
never say never be game over uh now i've got the sorrow in mgs3 or the shagahad in mgs3 i still want to go with uh, sorrow. I, yeah sorrow yeah 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 he shows up in cutscenes. he wins <laughs> uh now we've got vulcan raven and vamp hmm i think this is pure playground rules now i think vamp would destroy vulcan raven yeah, 100%. yeah yeah now we're, are we just i like that we're just we don't want to debate the you know the <laughs> narrative uh merit of these characters uh yeah vamp is vamp would vamp would win he's a i always forget what does vulcan raven have on his back what is he carrying is it just ammo i think it's a jet engine full of ammo i think it's just that ammo rules. yeah have That's you read you've read, cool. you've read snow crash right yeah yeah it's just i like that also raven is just straight up lifted from that yeah just and pretty much. You got, you got it right. Neil Stevenson was like, yeah, no, somebody else already figured it out. <laughs> or wait, which came first? Snow Crash. Snow Crash or yeah. Metal Gear Solid? Snow Crash? Oh, wow. Yeah. Kojima. All right. So we're going with Kojima borrowing from something else. Get out of town. <laughs> That's Impossible. it. I don't, know what, I don't know what the hell Vamp is from. Like, Vamp is, just feels like such a, like, out of left field. Like, yeah, there's a vampire on their, on their special forces unit. Why not? <laughs> do it i think vamp wins yeah yeah this episode of podcast beyond is brought to you by nordvpn a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace are you tired of streaming shows movies or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space well switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue the same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, the Ray vs. Rex fight from MGS4 or Screaming Mantis from MGS4. We're going to go with the Metal Gear fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Ray, Metal Gear for fight. Sure. Yeah. Kaiju fights win. Yeah. Always. I mean, that, the whole point of that fight is the thing we're doing right now is who would win in a fight. That They just were <laughs> like, okay, you figure it out. Uh, now we've got Liquid Ocelot from MGS4, another big you know, fan service throwdown, and then the original Metal Gear Rex from MGS1. Liquid Ocelot would just press the off button because he's he's just he he's he's there. He's been thinking four steps ahead. He's playing 4D chess. Yeah, he would. Uh... Think so? All right. <laughs> I want to vote for Rex, but I'm outvoted. Okay, we go with Liquid. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Rex. Okay, what do you like better, uh, the present with tentacles or bees? Because here's uh, Solid <laughs> Solidus and the pain. They both have cool arms. Uh, I go with the present. Solid a snake. I want to vote for the so. pain because I think it's a more fun boss fight. Mm. <laughs> Solidus is too frustrating, whereas the pain, you have to like go underwater. You have to like shoot the beehive stuff, like giant clusters of bees to explode grenades. I think it's more mechanically fun. That said, president with tentacle arms kind of rules. <sighs> I'm gonna be I'm I'm going down with the pain. Because I think Solidus Snake is going to win the fight. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm voting Solidus on this. You know, this this November. That's yeah. <laughs> God, I lo- I just yeah. Let's throw him on the ballot. I would. Yeah, I'd vote for him. I <laughs> I like that he also just wears the tentacles around. You know, like that seems deeply <laughs> uncomfortable. Then in the in the He's fight, chilling. he just jettisons them, and then he just like fights you normally. And you're like, okay, man. Like, why did you 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 like he like wore those to meetings and stuff? Like, <laughs> all right, the Fury or Crying Wolf. I like Crying mm. Wolf. I think that's my favorite Beauty and the Beast one, just because you get to go on Shadow Moses Island again and recreate the Sniper Wolf boss fight, mm-hmm. and it's actually I think the only mechanically interesting one because you are actually using stealth to fight her. Whereas again, I've said. I think the Fury is my least favorite boss fight in three. The Fury is is cool, yeah, but the I, issue I is agree. that it's it's that's a fight that could be in any other game. I feel like you know it's also a- good strong NES turn to like real life boss <laughs> energy. Yeah, yeah, spaceman with a flamethrower. Okay, yeah, I go with Crying Wolf on this one too. All right. Okay, next up, we've got, oh, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not even a really a choice, but Man on Fire from MGS5 or Fat Man from Metal Gear Solid 2. I think it's obvious Batman the winner wins. here. Yeah. Batman wins hands down. He yeah. would just use liquid coolant to put out the Man on Fire. Yeah, that's true. He or just put spray the, he would, his uh, yeah. drink. Just throw his, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just offended at a dinner party. All right, now we've got the Skulls from MGS5 or the Rays from MGS2. 
Raise hands down. I hated fighting. You hate the skulls. I don't. I think that. So this is this isn't fair because the skulls come in like different forms, and some of those encounters are cooler than others. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm definitely reminded of like when you first meet them, and it's basically impossible to fight them, so you have to sneak for like three miles in order to escape. But I don't know. I think giant mech. You can just run on your horse really fast. You just book it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. They're the only part of like five that I'm just actively every time I replay five, I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to deal with you guys again. They are, they are kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> I think the only cool thing about Parasite uh, is when they take a little like gun out of their hand. And that's yeah, all that I can cool. say about them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Everything else. kind of. Eh. OK. All right. We go with the rays here. Metal Gear rays. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I got. I got to add. I got to skip. Skip that. Right. Uh, okay. Now we've got Revolver Ocelot, from, Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid One, and then Laughing Octopus from MGS Five. Gonna go to Ocelot. Revolver Ocelot. Yeah. Ocelot. Yeah. 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 Yep. I do appreciate that. Like Laughing Octopus was, you know, sort of. It, they're supposed to be mimicking the original, like um, Fox, you know, Foxhound crew from the first one, but you never really deal with lap decoy octopus. Like he's what he like, he pretends to be the Darfa chief or something. Yeah. He just has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's not really, yeah. Again, weird, weird boss fights. I always felt like almost like a little bit disappointed that you're like, Ooh, there's this, here's this cool lineup of characters. And then one of them, you're just yeah. like, you don't have any interaction with really. It feels uh, like a, a cryptid to me in the Metal Gear Solid universe. Cause you see like that in the instruction manual for Metal Gear Solid one, you see a screenshot of like his Yoji Shinkawa art and you're like, Oh, I can't mm-hmm. wait to fight this dude. And then you just never do. <laughs> what would you, he would have just done like, it would have been like prop hunt. Like he would have just disguised himself as various things. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of good. It feels in line with fun. what you'd expect from Metal Gear Solid one. He's just the master of disguise. Like the Dana Carvey movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. All right. So, uh, I mean, again, another no brainer here. We got Psycho Manus and then Fortune. Psycho, Psycho Manus yeah, would have read Fortune's memory card. Yeah. Yep. And also, he wins. So, wait, the bullets bounce off of her. They, they, I forget. They Do they explain that by saying she's lucky or is it because the, the railgun's like full of magnets? She, she has like nano machines so, that, that okay. create like a. I think it's nano machines that create an actual magnetic barrier around her, but. The framing device is that she's lucky, and then you mm. uncover later on that's not quite the case. Okay. Well, Psycho Manus is actually psychic and really kinky, so let's give it to him. Have you ever played the Psycho Manus boss fight without swapping your controller? Like, I think I played it once via a way that was not using a PlayStation controller. Uh, and I think that there, mm. it, it was on the Metal Gear Solid, I believe it's the 3 HD collection, and you can also shoot the busts that are in that room. So if for whatever reason, your like controller ports busted, there's also multiple ways of handling the Psychomancer's boss fight, which I think is super fun. Yeah, that one, I, I would love to see that. I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love for Metal Gear Solid 1 to get like a proper HD overhaul that doesn't just break it like Twin Snakes did, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you uh, think that we'll ever see another game that has a Psychomancer style moment that is like that kind of revelatory, like, you can only do this in a video game. Cause like there's part of me, there's a novelty of like, Oh, well it just did it first. But like, 
can we truly ever attain anything as cool as that ever again in a video game? <laughs> no, I don't Your think so. Your internet goes out. I don't know. <laughs> I remember hearing that like Kojima wanted to do insane stuff with PT, like where I don't know if this is true or just things that people made up on the internet, but like it would do a thing where you'd give it your phone number and it would like <laughs> the game would like call you while you were playing or it would you know use the dual sense microphone to listen to you and be scarier when you're already scared or something you gotta you gotta shout lisa three times while looking at the clock and standing in this one corner um i mean hopefully we see stuff like that with od uh not not to take us off the metal gear discourse but i'm hoping that something as interesting as psychomantis is at least present in you know death stranding 2 and of course od yeah so which is uh which is scarier a helicopter or food poisoning <laughs> With the hind D and then the fear. Who doesn't give you food poisoning? He just, you know, st stabs you or whatever. He can make you throw up, I think. <laughs> if oh, I'm that's it. He, he has like poison or something that makes you throw yeah, up? Yeah, he has poison darts. Uh, I like the fear just because I think it's a good use of the mechanics. Like you could throw food, spoiled food out for him. You could throw a poison dart frog out for him to eat. Uh, and he's just, I don't know, it's, it's a fun boss fight. Hind D is definitely way less fun to play, but I like the cinematic for it. He's got yeah. look at that tongue. He's a tongue yeah. is so gross. Again, like the fear, the, the high and D is a great boss fight, but it's a helicopter. Like it's, yeah, it, you know, it could have been in like Contra or something. Like it's a, it's a, it's just like a, it's a vehicle, you know, whereas the fear is like, that is a weird, that's like a weirdo. That's a weird pervert in the trees who does strange things and you can do strange things back to him to make, make him die or whatever. Yeah, I'll if go with the fear. If you can walk on all fours, yeah. you're, you're instantly scarier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one's a helicopter and one is uniquely a Metal Gear weirdo boss. So. Okay, now go we've fear. got the Silanthropus from MGS5. I don't know why everyone, I feel like at this point people have probably gotten the hang of that. Uh, or Olga. Gotta go with the Metal Gear here. Yeah, Silanthropus. Yeah my favorite looking metal gear despite me really loving rex i just love gundam so it, 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 it strong gundam vibe sorry Olga. yeah nick number two yep yeah okay. yeah no i agree uh, robot okay. wins robot wins uh ooh, liquid snake from mgs1 or vamp from four this is a tough one hmm. nick what do you think i uh, i think i'm gonna go with liquid snake as cool as vamp was liquid snake is liquid snake i mean it's just it, yeah yeah it, yeah yeah gotta go with, anything yeah. else it's yeah. pure cinema that boss fight is pure cinema i love it okay sniper wolf or the shagahod it's a shagahod <laughs> really yeah. okay really okay i, I think right. it's I think it's more cinematic and you know that boss fight is kind of boring but i just like how cinematic it is yeah it's a cool it's a it's a cool robot too i don't i don't i, f I have strange feelings about the little drill wheels you know which there are yeah, i think there are vehicles fair. that use that technology that just it just looks like it would be it looks like the little the wheels would get tired i don't know anyway i'll click on that one we can, <laughs> that one could win uh, okay uh vamp in two the old heavy water showdown with the psychic karate and stuff or the ray versus rex showdown in four mm. i think vamp wins because if you're fighting in a heavy water arena metal gear ray can swim but it can't swim in heavy water therefore vamp wins <laughs> there you go it's a enough. lot of heavy water. Okay, I go with Vamp too, yeah. 
Which is cooler, vampire or robot? Uh, all right. Ooh. Okay. Who wins? The uh, grand oh, grandpa or his this, granddaughter? Ooh. This is an actual boss fight. I'd love to see. Like, like remember early YouTube era where people would just rip video game models and then like, who would win in a fight? This feels like it would have been in a game if they still made stuff like that or in, in one of those YouTube shorts, the end versus quiet. And they're basically the same, right? Pretty much. I'm, well, the no. End has a I mean, yeah. Well, the end has a parrot and uh, quiet uh, is what like like she's like a 20 year old, 20 years old or whatever. She's not she's not decrepit. She, she could play the waiting game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't because yeah. I, <clears throat> The parrot definitely isn't going to exist in this boss fight because as soon as that boss fight ended in three, I ate that parrot up. Uh, <laughs> you can capture that parrot and eat it. So uh, I'm going to go quiet for this one. Okay. Yeah, I think quiet. Okay. Really? Okay. All right. She all she is also photosynthesis. Synthesis. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I love that there's all these, like, five is full of all these characters that are kind of remixed versions of ones you've already seen. And then there's all this speculation, like, is it the same character, but younger? Is it this character's granddaughter? And it's like, it's it's all made up, but okay. Uh, yeah, I like Quiet, despite the, what is, what is it like when the people were like, this is kind of, hey, Kojima, this, this character design is a little bit horny. And he's like, there's a serious reason for this. And when you find it out, you will feel bad about your words and deeds. You will be ashamed of your words and deeds. <laughs> <It's the> deed. <laughs> okay, yeah. And you know what? I think there is a lot to be said about Quiet as a character. I think mechanically, very fun boss fight. She is a badass. But she does lose a lot of points just by Kojima's sheer nature of like having the audacity to include that shower scene. Which, yeah. In theory, wouldn't that have drowned her? That's like waterboarding for her, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're a plant who's like powered by photosynthesis, I feel like you would probably not go in inside <laughs> like a dark hangar. You know, like you probably stay outside a lot of the time. Anyway, great, great uh, boss fight, and she can shoot. She can shoot a uh, punished snake cigar on his birthday to light it, which is pretty cool. That's pretty good, yeah. Even though he uses <laughs> a, even though he uses a vape. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right, next we got Metal Gear Rex and Solidus. I love Rex. I think Solidus would win because doesn't Solidus destroy yeah. Metal Gears too? Doesn't he like punch him and destroy Rays or something? I don't know. Mm. I feel like Solidus. Yeah, I feel like Solidus. Deconstruct the wreck, but Rex is. But Rex is. It's yeah. like a. He's a. It's a nuclear weapons platform with that's undetectable because it's uh fired at subsonic speeds through a railgun or whatever. Like I. I don't know. I feel like you, Metal Gear Rex, you know, doesn't need to do the long range thing, but it could. You know what? I think you won me over, Max. I think I want to give it to Rex. He needs a little more love. Yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Rex. All right, cool. <laughs> Okay, here we got Crying Wolf or the Man on Fire. Man on Man fire. on Fire. Man on Fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that Denzel movie. It's a good one. <laughs> I like that those those both just sound like Tony Scott movies. <laughs> uh, okay, and then we got Volgan or Raging Raven. Volgan. Yeah. Got to give it to Volgan there. Yeah. Okay, the Metal Gear Rays from two or Ocelot from one. Ocelot. Yeah, Ocelot for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's so stylish. Ocelot had two arms. Yeah. All right, Ocelot it is. 
Uh, fortune or the fear? <clears throat> this would be another actual good boss fight, like in a Metal Gear game. I think I'd give it to Fortune. Uh, the bull, the fear has no understanding of nano machines. Uh, and I guess Fortune doesn't either, but they're protecting her. So yeah, she's also Fortune's got a railgun. Like I don't know. That does have a rail. Yeah, gun. she's gonna go back to like the 1960s and just blow up everything. <laughs> Yeah, it goes to fortune. All right. I like that we're just completely changing the criteria like halfway through. We're like, oh, who would actually win? <laughs> okay, Ocelot or the boss? That's a, I mean, yeah. No, are we kidding? Like, Son versus mother? Uh, I, yeah, I got to go with the boss on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She gave birth to him. She brought him into this world and she can take him out. <laughs> she can literally say that. <laughs> Didn't we just do this? <clears throat> Silanthropist or vamp? Didn't we just do this? It might have been a different vamp. It might have been Metal Gear Solid 2 vamp. And to be fair, this yeah. version of vamp probably could take down a Metal Gear because Raiden can take down Metal Gears because this is a cyborg vamp. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Silanthropist though because he's cooler. He's pretty sick. He's a big robot. Same. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, what is up with we're just making vamp fight robots all right now it's the shagahad but with vamp from two uh heavy water arena vamp wins <laughs> yeah fair enough the water is the real the criteria okay cyborg ninja or the sorrow this this just based on images alone this looks like the funniest showdown because it's like a, a ninja who's clearly a cyborg or a dude who looks like a guidance counselor who's kind of creepy I mean, so like, Cyborg Ninja. Yeah. The Sorrow's also not capable of actually doing anything, right? The Sorrow's just a dead dude. That's a fair. Right? Cyborg He's... Ninja already feels bad about a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> that said, Cyborg Ninja's killed a lot of people. Ooh. The Sorrow, that, that encounter in the river would be very long for Cyborg Ninja. That'd be like a ghost lake. And also, he is a cyborg, so maybe he can't be in the water very long. So mm. maybe the cyborg's in this mm. one. I don't know. That'd be extremely dumb if you were a cyborg ninja and if you got wet, you just immediately <laughs> yeah. die. So we we give it to the sorrow here. I'm gonna give it to the sorrow. That the cyborg ninja's yeah. boss encounter would be forever. He would never end, like get to the actual boss. Mm. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, the end or Metal Gear Rex? Metal Gear Rex. I'm sorry, the end. Rex. You're my favorite boss fight, but Metal Gear Rex. He would just stomp on mm-hmm. him. Okay, yeah, that's I. Unless I don't know, the end like shot a bullet to ricochet into like the central computer or whatever. But also, I don't know. That's this. I think this dude would have trouble like, you know, f- figuring out a like a soda machine. Like I think he'd be frightened <laughs> by a robot. Like. <laughs> Yeah, all right. He, his eyes would definitely do the thing where they bulge out of their sockets before he gets like like a George Miller character before a car crash. Eyes would pop out of his socket and then he gets stomped. There's not enough of that in, in Kojima games. Just characters going, Ugh, and then, you know, dying. Okay, Man on Fire or Raging Raven? Probably Man on, man fire. on fire. Man yeah. on Fire. Man on Fire. Yeah. All right. I, I like that we're all just can we can we say some other Tony Scott movies in unison? <laughs> all right, uh, Liquid Ocelot or Fat Man? With oh, Fat Man, Fat Man, Fat Man. We always vote for Fat Man. That's just how this works. Fat Man would destroy this list if he goes up against anything, hands down. 
even Sahelanthropus. Um. Okay, Revolver Ocelot or Fortune? For- Fortune. This would also like, be a good actual boss fight. Yeah. I think Fortune wins by sheer nature of the uh, the railgun. Mm-hmm. I think Revolver Ocelot would figure it out pretty quickly, like the whole nano machine thing. These are the these are two boss yeah. fights that kind of echo each other in terms of gameplay, right? Yeah, I think so. Like especially mm-hmm. that first encounter where you're like in that little warehouse with Fortune. It does feel kind of evocative that a first uh, Revolver Ocelot one. I think I'd give it yeah. to Revolver Ocelot. I feel like he'd figure it out pretty quick and do something. Yeah. Max, you're the deciding vote here. I go one for oh, yeah. Fortune, one for Ocelot. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with Ocelot here. This is, I don't, he's, there. he's, uh, they're both, they're both really cool though. I don't know, like the. Maybe Ocelot sets up a bunch of like trip trip wires or whatever, and Fortune nano machines. I'm just going with Ocelot. This feels like a noble boss fight. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be a, a it'd be ever no matter who comes out the winner, it'd be a good one to be had for sure. All right, Ocelot from three or Sahelanthropus. 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 Okay. This Ocelot's too young. He hasn't been wizened by age yet. Ooh, this is a, this is a tough this is a really Here's a doozy. One. Okay, so Psychomantis from GS1. I don't know I said that. He's okay. Or Liquid Snake, <laughs> even though they're friends. Two best friends. Childhood buddies, oh. even. Pals. Yeah, that I feel is like true. Liquid. Liquid would pull something like, hey, remember when you were a kid or whatever, and just kind of get it. I, I, I think that this is a, a, a toxic relationship that they've had since childhood, and I think Liquid Snake would be the bully in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I think Liquid Snake wins because he's 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 got a way with words. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he Liquid Snake doesn't play Konami games, so there's nothing for Psychomantis to read. <laughs> Strange argument. I'll take it. <laughs> Liquid it is. All right. All right, Vamp in MGS2 or Cyborg Ninja who can't get wet, according to our logic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he well, just wouldn't get, in the, he wouldn't get in the heavy water. <laughs> mm. So I think Vamp wins, and I'm going not heavy water logic this time. I'm going by Metal Gear Solid mm. 4 logic because up to that point, no Cyborg has actually been able to stop Vamp. So I think Vamp would actually destroy Cyborg Ninja, and Raiden was the first Cyborg Ninja to actually beat Vamp. So I think Vamp wins in this particular instance because he beat the previous Cyborg Ninjas, but Raiden took him down. This so is really just what Raiden it boils down Cyborg to Ninja. is who would win in a fight, a robot or a vampire? Which is actually, we've had that showdown like multiple times here, but I, I just, yeah, no, this is a serious, uh, serious intellectual discussion about Metal Gear Solid, a, a critically acclaimed beloved fr- series. Who's better, the vampire or the cyborg ninja? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Vamp takes it. They're both acrobatic too. Fair enough. Yeah, Vamp. Uh, yeah, and Vamp is magic. Okay. Yeah. I understand why people hate two. Honestly, I get it. I, it's, it's 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 dumb as hell. I love it though. I love two. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it, it pushes the envelope. It is so over the top. Uh, all right, Rex or Man on Fire. Are we talking? Are we still Rex. doing still playground rules Rex. here? Are we doing cooler cooler fight? I think it's yeah, still Rex either I, way. Yeah, I think uh. Rex wins hands down. And cool playground rules or not, Rex wins. It's probably got a fire extinguisher in there somewhere. So Yeah, it's in the cockpit, right? 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is kind of a tough one. Quiet or Vulgan? Quiet or Vulgan? I think Quiet it... takes down Vulgan. Yeah, she could just no-scope him from a mile away, right? Like, she'd be able to just, yeah. like, put him down without even hesitating. But I don't know. I feel like Vulgan would do some weird nonsense, like, magnetize the arena, and, like, it would deflect a bullet in that way. I, I don't know. I feel like you, you don't make it through through what Volgan's been through and get taken down by a sniper, you know? Yeah, but she can, you can, can she, like, teleport? Boss. She's also good yeah, at, like... Yeah, she can go at, invisible. Yeah. She, she's also got, like, she's good at CQC, so, like, that's not a, you know... Yeah, I think Quiet wins. I think yeah. you guys are right. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's the great showdown of Liquid Ocelot or Revolver <laughs> Ocelot. What's liquid the opposite ocelot. of a liquid? A revolver, which is a solid. It technically. <laughs> <laughs> liquid ocelot. He's got age on liquid. his side. Yeah. Yeah. He's always uh, just made friends with Spetsnaz dudes, I guess. Um, I mean, it's like the same. That's a really weird thought because it's like. It's one of them is the one of them is just the same guy, but with someone else's hand, but it's a different character. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, technically, Liquid Snake, Liquid Ocelot is just Ocelot, who's a really good actor. <laughs> Metal Gear Psylanthropus. Okay. I mean, we, I, yeah. He's got better graphics. Uh, okay. We got Psylanthropus or Psychomantis, which is one of those, they're friends. They're childhood Psychomantis friends. Psychomantis wins because. As a kid, he was able to control Sahelanthropus. Correct. Now, as an adult, he still remembers. Yeah, and also yep. more interesting boss fight. Yeah, true. All right, the boss of the sorrow. We're gonna do, we gotta do some rapid fire here. The boss, boss, yeah. the boss. Yeah. yeah, boss, boss. Uh, Vamp in two or Metal Gear Rex? Rex. I think Vamp. It's cooler. Okay. I gotta go with Rex. Fair. It's called Metal Gear Solid, not Vampire Solid. <laughs> not yet. All right. You should feel ashamed of your deeds. and I sh- We all should after this episode. <laughs> all right. Vulgan in MGS3 or Liquid in Liquid Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid 4? Liquid Ocelot. Liquid Ocelot. He would have staged Vulgan's death like three decades ago. Oh, Fat Man or Liquid Snake? I don't know. That's probably Fat Man. Let me go with Fat Man. Here. Fat Man. Yeah, I'm sorry, Liquid Snake. Yeah. Fat Man. Yep. This is you not a fair. This is not this 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 uh, choosing process is not a fair fight. <laughs> All right. Uh, Psycho or Sorrow? Psycho Manus. Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Echoes though, they're very similar. Yeah. Quiet or the boss? That's uh, you know. The boss. The, the boss. boss. Yeah. Who's the boss? The boss. <laughs> All right, Liquid Ocelot or Liquid Snake? Uh, liquid Ocelot. Liquid Snake. Who's better than one? <laughs> Ocelot. But this is MGS4 Ocelot when he's real old. Mm. I, I think, I mean, Liquid yeah, Snake, is, Snake is, is... Liquid Snake is a genetically engineered super soldier. Liquid Ocelot is like an old guy who has the arm of a... Liquid- Liquid Ocelot has watched all of the game tape for Liquid Snake. He knows Liquid Snake's <laughs> behavior down to a T. He could read him a mile away and would be able to counter CQC him every step okay, of the way. Okay, counterpoint. 
What animal do you think would win in a fight, an ocelot or a snake? I think a snake, if it was poisonous. What in an ocelot? That's like a fox. No, it isn't. It's a cat. What are you talking about? You thought it was a yeah, fox? Well, I mean, it's a snake. It's, it's like a, it's a fox-like creature. Is a cat, I was a cat a fox-like fox creature. creature. Just because that was they four legs. on four legs. They got sharp teeth. <laughs> what on earth? I think liquid snake. Okay, I think liquid <laughs> snake too. Okay, now which is better for getting uh, clogs out of your drain? Liquid snake or liquid plumber? Okay, no. Liquid... <laughs> All right, liquid snake. liquid snake. All right, Fat Man. Oh, this is this is Fat Man of the Boss, which sounds like <laughs> the worst eighties sitcom. I mean, I think we've Fat already man. got it, man. got it yeah, in our go heads that Fat Man is the best. Yeah, we got to vote for Fat boss. Man because he's the coolest. <laughs> the boss doesn't have rollerblades. All right, Quiet or Liquid Snake? <sighs> liquid Snake. Yeah, yeah. Quiet, watch Liquid Snake grow up. <laughs> similar instance she knows his moves you think so i'm going quiet but i'll i'll take the l i'm going for quiet liquid snake watched quiet while he was growing up though so liquid, you have to fight liquid snake on a jeep he's like uh, there's a whole like green eggs and ham thing like i would not fight you on a mech i would not fight you on a jeep <laughs> i would not fight you with a shirt i would not fight you till it hurt <laughs> um all right the boss or liquid snake oh look at what the boss yeah the boss yeah, boss, yeah the yeah. boss Oh, here's the final face-off. The We're final face-off. We're here. Fa <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Well, I, All right, the I final face-off is Fat Man or the boss. We're going to have a lot of people mad at us for this one. You know what? They're probably mad at us anyway. I'm voting for Fat <laughs> so, Man. Vote yeah, with our Fat heart. Man. Fat Man. Now, this is just to, just to sort of clarify here. This isn't, we're not voting in terms of who would actually win in a fight, because obviously it's the boss. And we're not voting about which is a cooler character in terms of like actual coolness, because clearly it's the boss. And we're not voting in terms of like, which is a more interesting, mechanically, narratively profound experience in a video game, because clearly it's the boss. We're voting for Fat Man because it is a dude in a bomb suit on rollerblades who has red wine with a straw. And he's, he's, he's real silly. He's a real silly guy. And he made a dude pretend he blew off his own leg just because he was so ashamed of his words and deeds. So Batman hands up. He was great. He he gaslit before gaslighting was a thing. <laughs> so Batman. He's also got that big silly straw to He's got the straw. He's drink. yeah. He's he is maybe I don't he's got if he if he's drinking wine with a straw and rollerblading, he's clearly on top of his game. He knows what he's doing. If he was taking it seriously, he would probably, I don't know, maybe have like a razor scooter and uh, not be drinking on the job. I'm going to go with Fat Man. Fat Man's the winner. We knew, we knew this. We're, if you had to hang out with the two, one is kind of a bummer and the other one is uh, looking like a, a real fun time. So he's a, ch he's a chill dude. Fat Man's chill. <laughs> you know, it's probably, I wonder if he's, if he's like not, like not even overweight. It's just the suit. That would be kind of a weird twist. Be very Kojima ask. Anyway, I can see that. Batman is the winner. Oh, look at that. The little face-off card dances. It, it makes a bunch of party emoji, and there it is. And now we have our results. Uh, so number one, uh, let's, we'll, do, we'll do the countdown here. We'll do the top, the top 10 bosses according to our math and reasons. I, I actually <laughs> didn't know this is bad as an IGN employee. I didn't actually know that the vote the the face-off actually ended i never knew that there was a final vote 
<laughs> I think I, it, I've yeah. never realized that. Wow. No, it does. And this then it tells awesome. you it tells you the winner. We can actually compare this to the top ten. So our top ten, which may it may be wrong, but we love it because it's ours. Number ten, quiet from MGS5. Number nine, man on fire from MGS5. Number eight, the sorrow from MGS3. Number seven, BAMP from MGS2. Number six, Liquid Ocelot from MGS4. Number five, The Boss from MGS3. People are going to be so mad. Number four, <laughs> Liquid Snake. Number three, Psychomatis. Number two, Metal Gear Rex. And then number one, Batman from Metal Gear Solid 2. People are going to love this list. People are going to get mad at us. Now let's compare it to the actual, like what people voted on. Because this had, this had four of this. Oh God, this was like thousands and thousands of duels. The actual one, number 10 was Ocelot from three. And then number nine was Ocelot from one. Number eight was Metal Gear Rex. Number seven was its driver, Liquid Snake. Number six was Sniper Wolf. Number five was Liquid Ocelot. Number four was Cyborg Ninja. Number three was The End. Number two was Psycho Mantis. And number one was The Boss. Not, not, Fat Man, not even anywhere in sight. Uh, you know? Tragic. Some, some people, some people don't, some, you know, some people vote for things that shouldn't be there. I don't know. Um, not to not to sidetrack too much, but there's been rumors that Phantom Pain, as part of the volume two, is potentially going to re-record lines with David Hayter. I had heard that somewhere. That sounds like the Reddit. internet making things up. That's, would, that that's, be, would, would you be interested in any of that? Or is that a, a completely antithetical to Ko Obviously, it is antithetical to Kojima's vision, but that would how be would a you weird, feel about that? That would be a weird that? way to piss off Kojima, but it would go full circle. That is a way to get, I feel like that would that would get fans less mad at Konami. Like, that's, because that's, that's the one thing that, that could, like, Kojima fans are mad at Kojima for is, like, replacing David Hayter. But, yeah, I mean, if anything, I mean, it's, maybe, maybe they'd have to, to pay, um, uh Kiefer Sutherland more to 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 I don't know if he gets residuals or whatever for that game getting re-released so maybe it's cheaper to get David Hayter in the long run anyway uh this has been the grand beyond boss fight showdown of Metal Gear bosses uh Nick Lamone Nick Maie thank you guys so much for hanging out and uh and doing this with me this was this was a hoot where where can people find you Nick Lamone yeah you can find me everywhere on the internet at advent Nick Nice. Nick Maia? Uh, yeah, same thing everywhere. Nick Meteor Rain. Beautiful. Well, um, boys, this was a treat. Thank you for taking time out of your, your busy days doing all sorts of stuff yeah. behind the scenes at IGN. You make stuff happen. Uh, we'll be back to doing uh, normal PlayStation News type stuff next week. But until then, what's that thing we say at the end of the show? Beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.